Hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your friendly neighborhood madman. And uh, today I got a, we got Dizzy, uh, Dizzy Thoughts in the building. Oh, uh, you know him. Or Ace Bully, as you may, may know him. Uh, uh, Hill Hippie. Uh, well, you know, since he got, he's the number one show and so forth, he like called me up and he's like, you know, I'm way too big to be on your show anymore. And he's pulling a real prima donna act. And uh, I'm kidding. Real life intercedes sometimes. He'll hit if he couldn't make it tonight. So <laughs> he might, he might come in, in the middle of the show. I don't know. But, you know, I'm not moving any cameras, turning on any so. extra mics. Hey, let's hope so. <laughs> the more the better. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Okay, hello and welcome to Shock Monkeys. Uh, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, man? Uh, mine, mine was pretty decent. You know, took the kids out, that type of thing. It was nice this weekend, right? It was, it was pretty nice, besides the allergies. Yeah, the was, allergies are rearing their head now. Oh, man, I was I was punished for a little bit, man. But Everybody's getting punished right now. <laughs> what about you, man? How was your weekend? It was uh, pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't really do much. I, I worked... And uh, edited some videos because you were on. I was on your show. Yes. Uh, on Friday night, and I thought that was a really interesting uh, conversation we had about Aquaman. And so I said, I really want. I really want to do a video, clip a video of, of that. You and you and me talk about Aquaman and how he poops. And put so I can put put it up yeah. on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to go see that video after this show, um, go over to YouTube.com, search for the Madman Lowercase. That's uh, three different words. The, madman, and lowercase. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. And Ace Bully. Search for Ace Bully on YouTube, and you can find him and his videos and uh, our collaborations and so forth. Yeah, so that was my weekend. Messing with video and working. Slinging pizzas. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Pay the bills, man. Um, So I do want to say one thing about the University of Virginia. And congratulations to them uh, and their victory in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I know they had a rough year, uh, year last year, um, but now they turned it around. So um, I, I see that you kids out there are tearing up Charlottesville. And, I, I mean, I hope that's worth it. I mean, I, I just don't understand why any people anybody destroys things in their town when they win something. <laughs> I don't really get that. Like, We're so happy. Let's destroy everything. It's like, well... <laughs> I'm not cleaning that up. I mean, it's like it's just like when when you, like you're a rock star and you and you just killed the whole fucking song. You start beating up your fucking guitar. Trash, trash your hotel room or trash the stage. Yeah, it's kind of like that, I guess. They get a little excited. But I mean, you know, I don't even like basketball. You know, much <laughs> much less college basketball. But I mean, I live in Virginia, and every time I've been to Charlottesville, I've had a hell of a time. It's a great time. And so uh, it's usually with UVA people. And so, yeah, congratulations. It's something close to home. It's a national tournament. So, You ever play? What, basketball? Yeah. Not, not like on a team or nothing, but pickup games and so forth. I played on a team before. I was the smallest one, man. I believe it. Because you're you still what? the smallest one now. Oh, dang. <laughs> that's, that's how we got to do it right now? No, look, we're not going into that. I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, like, I look tall on, on, on here, camera. So. <laughs> yeah, you look real big. I look like, real tall. People don't know I'm zoomed in way more. On you than I am on me. <laughs> well, it's okay. Look, for everyone out there, if you think I'm taller than them, keep thinking it. <laughs> Make me feel better. Uh, what else did I do this weekend? I saw Shazam. Oh, man. Day. Tell me about it. I've been wanting to see that I movie. Asked you, yeah, I asked you if you'd seen it, and you said no. So I'm going to do this no, no spoilers thing on, Sh- on Shazam. And uh, I used that post on Instagram, the, the picture of the old school 70s. Shazam! Because uh, I, I just I got, found that picture and I took a little, one look at that costume. It's like holy cow, we've come a long way. I mean, for so many years, it's like that's all any Shazam fan had was this old '70s TV show. And yeah, and then you know, in those '70s TV shows and early, early '80s TV shows, they were so bad that the comic books were better. And so I mean, people would go for, if you want a really good story about Shazam, hey. you go to the comic books. You don't watch TV. And so, but uh. <clears throat> Yeah, I went and saw that movie, and without spoiling anything, wow, I just, I really, really enjoyed it, and um, I give it 10 out of 13 stars, and, um, but you have to enjoy it for what it is, which is DC-flavored bubblegum. Okay. Don't, don't get, uh, read, read too much into anything, just enjoy the shallow nature of it, be, be the kid again, be that kid 
who gets summoned to some wizard, and he's like, touch my staff, yo. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, I I do have to ask, though, man. Did they change the storyline? I don't want to know the storyline, but I want to know if they changed it from the original. Um, we're actually probably going to go way more in-depth on this on Lost in the Long Box tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. I know these guys would know way more about Marvel, Cat okay. Marvel family, than I do. But, uh, the, yeah, they kind of changed things. There was... um like a series of different incarnations of Shazam. And I believe, I believe these, these guys uh, over at Lost in the Long Box, they'll probably collect, correct me. But um, I believe this is a new 52 version of Shazam in the Marvel family. And it's great. And even though like new 52, a lot of people look down on it and so forth. But I mean, I, I think it works in the context of this movie. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, great... Just fun moments in the movie. And I think it's kind of designed to veer away from all this real dark stuff that DC has been doing. It's like, like well, you know, you know, Dark Knight, Batman, and yeah, you know, the Batman movies were, were dark, and that, worked dark. For, and that worked for us. So let's take Superman and make that a little dark. It's like, oh, the fans are pissed. We can't do that. Like, okay, let's Shazam. Let's do a fun Shazam. It's a kid who's a superhero. You get some goofy-looking guy to play him. We put him in a bodysuit or whatever. Absolutely. It's like, uh, here's the problem, though. Uh, Marvel's doing Captain Marvel, and we can't call it Captain Marvel. Well, we probably can't even call him Captain Marvel in the movie, which they don't. Okay. They don't. <laughs> this is what I noticed, too, man. Like, It's like, they're, they're bringing out a lot of superheroes that, you know, you, okay, you know how, like, most of the time when you, when you think of superheroes, it's always Spider-Man. Superman, Batman, you got X-Men, you got Wolverine. That's the first one you think of. They are, they're targeting superheroes that really wasn't getting much clout during the past years. Absolutely. And I noticed that they're starting to make movies. Like when I first seen Shazam in one of the Justice League, like I was just like, okay, let me let me see how they made him in this. Cause I never, I haven't seen him in a an actual new cartoon until like, maybe a year, year and a half ago. So it's like when I seen it, I'm like, okay, they got they got him nice, they they got him nice. So I I kind of assume that soon is gonna they're gonna come up with a movie about him. Oh, I knew Ant Man was coming in. I felt like Ant Man was coming in regardless. Yeah. And the Flash, I feel like he's just by him by them even coming out with their own show of him. Oh, I knew that was gonna be a hit regardless. Well, here's what I love about like the this new, I guess I want to call this the Silver Age. Yeah. Of the modern comic book era, you know, basically the visual medium. And that is like um, uh, all these, like, for example, DC has a private service. I forget what it's called. DC on demand. I don't, I forget. Because, uh, uh, and I keep seeing ads for it because they know I'm the target demographic. They want all my, to buy their, sh- buy their shit. Yeah. And they're doing like a Doom Patrol thing. Okay. Show. And I don't, you probably never heard of the Doom Patrol. But uh, I, don't know. I thought I, I love the Doom Patrol. Thought of when you said Doom Patrol, I just thought of Doomsday. No, yeah. I did, <laughs> I did. And you know they're doing a Teen Titan show on there, and I'm just like, shit, that's what I want to subscribe for. And so, um, and uh, I think that a lot of these like minor characters, I think even Marvel's doing Cloak and Dagger, and um, a lot of these minor characters are getting like screen yeah. time. Screen time, and there was a time like in the seventies where they're like, we're, if we're doing a superhero movie, the only one that's successful is Superman, and you gotta you gotta cast exactly. a uh, Christopher Reeves, you know, you gotta have a big production budge, budget that's sponsored by Coca Cola and Marlboro and Kentucky Fried Chicken. You remember Superman too, man, bro? Uh, did you see all those ads in Times Square? <laughs> I was just like, man, look, let me. <laughs> it's just like all the superheroes that won't shit for real, <laughs> like they portrayed as won't shit back in the day. Now all of a sudden. They're the biggest superheroes. Well, I think that's what's interesting is like uh, like Venom. Uh, oh man, that, that was a pretty good movie by all accounts, and so um, I think it was funny. <clears throat> I say I didn't see that one. I, I yeah. thought it was, but everyone funny. that I respect said it was pretty good. So. It was good, but it it was funny though. Well, I mean, I think there needs to be a little bit of humor in in any kind of uh, any kind of movie these days. I mean, yeah. even. Even in those, in those dark DC movies, I mean, there's a little bit of an element of humor. You I, know? I think they should have made the Venom, like when they made Spider-Man 3, 
Yeah. They should have made a Venom like that versus how they had. I didn't. There's a myriad of issues about like Spider-Man fans and like Spider-Man Three, that reasons why we dislike it. So I, I, it pissed me off a little bit. I'm like, yeah, this is Venom. And then when then when he meets Sandman, he gets knocked the fuck out and picked picked up. What? Venom was one of his worst adversaries. Him and Carnage. And you got Sandman was good. He was one of the big ones, but him. Yeah. He smacked the shit out of him with some sand. And I'm like, and he falls, and you pick him up like he's a roach. Like, come on, man, no. That that upset me, because Venom is one of my favorite one of my favorite villains. So, Shazam, I highly recommend you go see it. Oh, damn right. Um, it is a, you just you can't read too deep into it. Um, I would say that I would take my niece to see that movie, except for a couple of scenes that I would say is like she is too young. You know, was it like PG thirteen or was? I think it is PG thirteen, but okay. it earns the thirteen, the PG thirteen rating. Okay, I, gotcha. Because uh, there are mo- a couple moments. I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers. So, uh, but there's a couple of moments where you're like, okay, yeah, my niece is not old enough for that. For that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I say is like, don't read too much into it. Is because like uh, the magic, the how the magic works. If you start reading too much into that, like, it seems like that? super easy to ma- to do magic. It's super easy to magic if you look at that movie. It's like, oh, anyone could just walk in there and magic. So um, that's one like one criticism I would say. And uh, even the the sins, the seven deadly sins, uh, in that are kind of like the adversary in the movie. Um, uh, I don't know. They were uh, pretty grotesque. You know, pretty grotesque, and uh, as as well they should. And but you don't read too much into them. Uh, in the comic books, the sins are have like very distinct personalities and stuff like that. And they kind of showed that a little bit in the movie. And so um, uh, I think that I think they could have done a better job. Was but, it nothing dark about the the enemy in the movie? Was it nothing really dark about? Yeah, it, it didn't really cover them too much. You know, didn't really utilize them too much because it, I mean. You don't want to get into the the psyche of gluttony, you know. <laughs> it's like, especially we're doing like, hey, I'm a kid in a superhero body. <laughs> what am I doing, man? I because like when I first seen Shazam for my first time, man. Like my first time actually even knowing who he was, I was like, okay, he fucking childish. Okay, who <laughs> the fuck is he? And but then it's like, dude is strong. Like when you uh, read up on him, he's damn near. On Superman level, if not on his level. Yeah, I mean he is pretty much Superman, uh, except magic based. And uh, oh, the, that, uh, here's the weakness. thing: like um, the Shazam, that those acronyms stand for something. And one of the S's, uh, the S is Solomon. He's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon. Apparently, that didn't work when he became Shazam. When he came became Captain Marvel, because he still wandered around like a kid. Hey, I don't know how to use my powers. Ooh, I'm an idiot. It's like was Solomon an idiot? But well, damn, he must. You gotta call him Hazan. Hazam, that's like cool. That's like cool. Honey roasted ham right there, like Hazam. Like, that's some good ass ham. <laughs> you can't get that from Wise, huh? <laughs> but yeah, Shazam. Ten out of thirteen stars. Said, God, I did forget that he's magic based, and I also remember that Superman, one of his weaknesses is magic. magic exactly. So technically, he might get kicks. He probably kick Superman's ass. They fought before. I and, have and, not seen it. You know what a comic book is? I could show you a comic book. I would love to see it, but I just want to know right off bat. Don't tell me the diesel, but who won? Uh, Please tell me Shazam won, because Superman has fought like a bitch every time I watched him. Only time I'm happy to see Superman is in the new movies. Cause every time he got punished. He was, he like he's so strong. It just he has no fight technique. Like he's strong. Right, right. Great powers. But when you see him, he's ugh. Ugh, and he's punching like this, and he's getting. Does he need to? Doesn't see Superman live in a cardboard world? I, 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 he, he does apparently. He can break up whatever the hell he wants, and I still would have took some Taekwondo lessons or something. The like, simple damn. fact that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Superman wouldn't. Clark Kent wouldn't go and take Taekwondo lessons because he could accidentally kill his instructor, his we, sensei. He could have went on. He could have went on YouTube and seen how to move and just 
practice at least, even if you don't got it right, just make it, make yourself feel cool. So when you hit someone, bow, you already stone, so they can't block it. Mm. Like that, you know, mm. you can see. You gotta do. Then you like Lois comes to Clark's door, knocks on the door, like Clark, what are you doing? Boom. I'm watching Bruce Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> He's not. He'd be the one saying Steven Seagal and shit. Watching Steven Seagal. Yeah, you gonna see his this when he comes to the door with it. And look, he's not even gonna have a flat stomach no more. He's gonna have a pot belly, a, a turkey chest, and going. <laughs> Yo, you. Do you remember how Steven Seagal used to walk out before he fights? Can you picture Superman fighting Shazam? Like, oh, man, no. that was That's a done deal. I bet you that little kid probably fought better than him, man. I'm sorry. Shazam probably fought better than him. Remember that little kid probably took some jujitsu lessons. Maybe, uh, no, maybe it was a no. yellow belt or something. No, he didn't. I don't know who won. Oh, hell. Yeah. Judging by that. I, put it like this. Would I be mad at the outcome? I don't like Superman. Remember that. I mean, I like him, but I don't like him. The, the one that I remember, um, it seems like uh, Superman won. Fuck. Yeah. You know what? Oh, just, yeah, it's Superman. Just Shazam is better than Superman, okay? You know, uh, you know, Elvis Presley loved Shazam comics. He loved the Captain Marvel comics. He looks like Shazam. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually, I think people say, like, uh, what's his name? The blue-suited guy that was modeled after Elvis. Because people people found out that Elvis liked Shazam, so they modeled one of the Marvel family. Guys, I forget which one it was. I found out. Yeah. But well, Shazam not, do look I like can't, I can't be running the video. I can't be running the, the boards and everything and YouTube, uh, what Googling, Googling shit. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and move on to the next topic. Cool, cool. Uh, so usually on uh, Mondays, I'll sit down and I'll make all my cigarettes with my... Uh, machine and i'll sit there and i'll watch joe rogan podcasts on youtube play civilization 3 love retro gaming um so uh yeah there's two excellent um joe rogan podcasts this week and one was ben shapiro ben shapiro up on uh the joe rogan experience and as you know i love both ben shapiro and joe rogan but um ben shapiro more what, what was they talking about exactly Oh, they talked about everything. They talked about, like, um, Ben's new book, Right Side of History. Uh, if I had any money, I'd buy it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Thank you. And um, not say it like that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give him any, any money. He's too smug, like Ben Shapiro. Yeah, they talked about a bunch of stuff. But uh, there was this one clip I saw that was uh, Joe, Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro discuss marijuana use. And... Uh, Ben Shapiro just like lightly touches on the subject the way that Ben Shapiro does. It's like I'm only gonna say mention this real quick. It's like I'm for the legalization of marijuana. I think that the criminal justice system is bogged down in uh, people get, get, getting prosecuted for something that is basically like an analgesic. You know, that's that's me paraphrasing. You know, catch. And so, uh, but of course, Joe Rogan is not letting it drop. You know, he wants to talk about it more and Keep more going, and more. Yeah. And Ben's just trying to change the subject and he starts talking about Judaism a little bit. And uh, Joe Rogan's all but, yeah, but hey, that's crazy. But uh, look, I'm doing the same same body language. That's crazy. Hey, do you know Mo Moses tried DMT? You know, it's because <laughs> <laughs> he sat there and he really went through with Ben Shapiro. It's like, yeah, you know, Moses came to the bur burning bushes. Like, people think it might have been the acacia tree, which has, which has a lot of DMT in it. And he could have been, like, tripping out. And Ben Shapiro is just so great because he's politely, yeah, yeah, I get it. I he, get he it, was Joe. Probably blown. I, well, I mean, of course he's blown. <laughs> ben Shapiro is not, though. It's so. Ben Shapiro's just sitting there politely nodding. It's like, yeah, we know you love weed. We know you love DMT. Joe, can I continue what I was talking about? So I just thought that was friggin' hilarious. Wait a minute. Now that, I think, now that you think about it, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He Because he did go to a burning bush. And they say, God spoke to him. Now, what? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not saying say, I believe it. I'm not saying there's not any truth to the matter. I'm not saying it either. I'm just, what if that was some some good-ass loud pack? You know, what if? What if? <laughs> He just like, and then all of a sudden he just like he probably came he probably came back eyes glassy as shit. And then, all right, I'm done. I'm I talked talk to God. That's why my eyes are this red. I was crying. I mean, I understand that like apparently uh, uh, Joe Rogan had tried DMT at one point and it blew his mind. But damn, shut up about it, bro. 
<laughs> he was stuck on that jump. Yeah, I mean, and I can understand, you know, loving, uh, loving weed and stuff like that. But you know, Ben Shapiro, he lives in California. He doesn't smoke weed. He doesn't want to talk about weed. And I, you know, that's that's the problem with like a lot of potheads. It's like, yeah, you still want to talk about this, bro? You, know, you think pots? That's crazy. But pot, but what's better than pot is DMT. I just like, never, okay. never really. I never understood what it was to be a pothead because they look at it like it's heaven. But when I was growing up and my first time trying it, I got scared. I fell asleep in the middle of the crosswalk going on Far Hill Avenue. Before it was the four lanes, it was two lanes. I literally went across the crosswalk. I looked at my cousin Steve. I said, I'm sleeping. Next thing you know, he told me he looked back and I was laid out in the middle of the street like this, comfy. So he had to pick me up and take me to the basketball court, and I gave everyone a hug, told my how I loved him and everything. Then my dad pulls up, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I, <laughs> I try to sober up real fast, get up to the car, have my head over the junk like this, talking just everything. He said, well, why won't you look at him? I said, I said, my eyes burn. I'm, <laughs> I, didn't under, I didn't even understand what I said. I didn't understand. But, you know, I just never, I've never been that person to like it as much as how people say they like it. It's like, I don't understand why they like it that much. Like, that shit's strong. Well, I mean, uh, even people who are into, like, fine wines and fine liquors, they don't talk about fine wines or fine liquors as often as potheads talk about weed. Yeah. All right? A guy who has, like, fine wine, he'll come in and he's like, this is from 1857, and uh, it's truly delicious. Just... You know, just have a little sniff. There you go. Let it, we're going to let it breathe for a little bit. And I'm going to get the glasses here. Let it breathe. Then he pours the drinks. And then he sits there and he's like, so what do you think about the current political state? You know, then they change the subject. <laughs> you know, and it's like, how long do you talk about the wine? Other than like, mm, that is good wine. It's like, yeah, 1857. Exactly. <laughs> you Versus know? you got someone but, with weed. Yeah. And so like. The, it's like the potheads are in states that don't have it legal. They're sitting there. That's all they're talking about. They totally need to legalize it. They totally need to legalize it. So what do the potheads in California talk about or Colorado talk about? Apparently, they're still talking about weed, Joe Rogan. That's terrible as fuck, Joe Rogan. <laughs> like You know, this is what I don't get. We have weed dispensaries. When are they, when are, when are they going to come out with a soda machine with all alcohol? Uh, they used to have those. I hope they bring it back. Uh, yeah, back in I think the sixties. You remember like the cigarette vending machines? Yeah, where you could put coins in, like <laughs> get a pack of cigarettes. That's crucial. Yeah, back before um, I was eighteen, <laughs> just you could just wander into a bar. You know, you know what? Then just again, back squares. That's all. You don't really hear about people breaking into vending machines for. Yeah, the, but they, those, yeah, but those things got. Uh, yeah, they got broken into. Yeah. But, I mean, they're not going to make a vending machine for weed because that, that'll get broken into. They better make, give it some fiberglass to hell. Nah, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, anyway. If that's the case, you know what I'm saying? The clerks behind the damn desk in D.C., they be, I'm pretty sure they, they can use the same glass as that and they'd be good, right? Yeah, so like I said, I'm sick of Joe Rogan and people talking about weed. So, uh, <laughs> so um, there was another one uh, where uh, Kevin Hart was on the Joe Rogan experience. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know if you saw any of his new special on Netflix. He's a washed up. I, I don't know. I think he's in a slump. I like to think of entertainers as like baseball players. It's like sometimes you get in a slump. And I, we were talking before the show. It's like I think this Oscar thing kind of scared him, this thing with the Oscars. Yeah. like they're going to bring up some old shit, you know, and I'm not going to be able to succeed as far. And so I think he's kind of scared. He should have just kept ter- it original. Yeah, he kept, kept doing what he was doing because yeah. it was brilliant, and I loved it. Uh, but I think now, after that Oscar thing, I think he's scared. Um, but I, t- I will tell you one thing. There was a conversation they had about uh, Patrice O'Neal, him and Joe Rogan, about Patrice O'Neal. And I'm just like, God, you know, rest in peace, Patrice. I mean, I thought that guy was friggin' hilarious. And so, uh, but they were, they were telling the story about uh, Kevin Hart when he was a young comedian. He was up on stage telling joke this joke. And, of course, Patrice had heard it a bunch of times and didn't think it was any good, right? And, I, and then he ends up, like, throwing a phone book on the stage at Kevin Hart and he's like and Patri- just he hears this voice in the back because of all the lights and stuff like that just here's Patrice's voice in the back saying read it there's material in there it's better than what you're pulling <laughs> just like I'd be pissed oh, but I you know you can't help but not love a cat like that you know because you know like 
you and me with our, you know, trade and barbs, you know, kind of repartee. This, you know, I roast you, you you roast me. It's like, this is how, you know, this is how uh, steel gets sharpened. Yeah. You know? That's for damn sure. And so uh, that's why I was like, I think a lot of Kevin Hart's success is because of hanging out with Patrice O'Neill and vice versa. You know, it's like they played off each other and they, uh, they refined their jokes. You know, well, steel I mean, sharpened steel, bro. I mean, yes. Kevin Hart now, like, don't be wrong. Like, right now, he's starting to get washed up. I, I shouldn't have said he is washed up, but he's starting to. He could. He can always up, come he, back. He can come back, but he can he's, always yeah. come back. But it just. It's like the way he reacts. Like I said, re- the way he reacts to certain situations, how he tells his own stories, is funny. But as far as just like speaking, like just freestyle, like okay, bam, bam, bam. He's awesome, but I notice he runs out of material. Uh, yeah, uh, he kind of went into that in the podcast. He was talking about how um how he writes, which I found yeah. extremely interesting as a writer. Buy my books on Amazon.com. <laughs> search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. I got the three X of 13 books. I got the ravings of a madman and I got the bunny years, a memoir story about a superhero. I only have one book. Yeah. I only have one book. It what? has one page. Yeah. And it says I'm trifling. Buy it. It's 23 cents. No, it's not. I'm playing. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> Patrice O'Neill, Kevin Hart. Uh, he was talking about how he was writing. Um, and how he'll write his jokes, and he's like, "Yeah, I get, I'll get a couple ideas, and I'll go and I'll play small rooms. I'll play small rooms, and I'll perfect, uh, perfect it to a point where I got, I feel like I could reach the maximum capacity of laughs in this set. Then I'll take it to a bigger, bigger room, and if I get the a similar effect, you know, in a bigger room, then I was like, oh, okay, it's like this is working, and then I'll, I'll have enough for a special, or." A lot of times, it's like, I'll come in, I'll write, I'll, something kills in a club, and then I go to a big auditorium, and the auditorium, it doesn't kill as good as the auditorium, then I'll go back to the clubs and rework it, rework the, the bits, try to get bigger laughs. And I think that that's a very disciplined way to write and prove your material. I mean, it is one thing to be funny in, a half, in, a, in, a, in an hour Netflix special, because that is a material that you've been using for like a year or 18 months, and unfortunately, everyone that's seen you in any of those clubs and stuff like that is like, oh, I've heard all this shit before. Yeah. You know, and so, but uh, that's the point of doing it for Netflix is you want to b- bring your best stuff to Netflix. And uh, it's one thing to do a, like a podcast is like, oh, I'm not laughing as much as I am in an hour of Kevin Hart comedy. But that hour of Kevin Hart comedy you're watching on Netflix, that took a year to 18 months to develop. This is, we are this funny naturally in our own lives. Right on, right on the spot. Right on the spot, freestyling. Yeah, we we yeah. we ain't gotta write this shit. You yeah, write. hill hippies, the prima donna. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're almost about halfway through, so I just want to talk. You, uh, you ever hear about this NP, NPC movement no, or no. whatever it is? I don't know NPC NPC memes. No, I haven't. Okay, well, uh, NPC means for means uh, is an acronym for non-player character or non-playable character, and uh, people are like saying it's like don't be an NPC. And the idea is that um, we live in a world now where if something happens, you know, if there's an argument, you know, people arguing in the streets, or if there's a fight that breaks out, or a horrific accident, or a crime going on, people will sit there and they just pull out their phones and start filming. Hell yeah. That makes you a non-playable character. You're just an observer. You observe and report. You're all Seth Rogen in this shit. All right? And I'm... I think I, I like I, I like this uh, movement or this meme is because you know people have become this sort of passive observer to life, and you need to like uh, take control, you know carpe diem. It's like because um, uh, I I think this this comes to mind because Kevin Hart was talking about it's like I meet fans now and they're all just they want to get video of me or they want to get a selfie with me. It's like they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to interact with me, and I think I think that that is true. It's like people, especially if you're famous. Yeah. You know, people just, they want to preserve the moment. They're oh, I got Kevin Hart a video. Want to see, want to yeah. make it known that, oh, I, I seen him, I'm, up, I'm up beside my, him. Up my views and shit like that. Yeah, you know? that type of shit. Yeah, and so, um, and so that's kind of also the thing. It's like, if you see some accident or some fight breaks out, and it's like, intervene, you know, become a active player in our society. You know why? Because our society needs to continue. Yeah, for daggone right. But, like, that's a good-ass point. I mean, if you're, if you're an NPC, yeah, you're recording that. 
you can't do shit besides record. I just think you can't do shit. Like, well, that's what I mean. Is your first impulse right. if, if the if a fight breaks out, if your first impulse is to pull out like your phone, phone and record it, you're automatically out the jump screaming "World Star!" You know, um, yeah. I mean, jump in there. You know, prevent violence. I mean, participate in our society. It's like we we want peace. Everyone wants peace, especially if there's an accident. If there's an accident and people are hurt or something like that, and you pull out your fucking phone, you are like that dude in Nightcrawler. You seen that movie? That fucked up movie, Nightcrawler. Bro, stop it. Have you seen stop it? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> it's just when you said it, I just <laughs> wait. Okay, okay. Let me ask a question. Look, you catching up? I am. I'm just like, okay. I just thought about it when you said it. I'm like, okay. If you want to stop, what what if you're what if you're not physically talented? Like what if, what if you what if you try to stop the fight and you get your ass beat on accident? Show me that bicep. Oh, I'm good. I'm good with mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yours with are bigger mine. than mine, bro. But I'm just saying, like, not as far as me, but let's say your average Joe Blow. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he he eats his cheese sandwich and shit at I work, would... and he gets off, and he just goes home to his family, scrawny guy, just with a suit, and he sees two. Big UFC character looking motherfuckers fighting. Are you gonna expect him to be like, no, stop and do this? Because yeah, I think he's gonna get punched in his chest and his ass is gonna fall out. That's that's how that's how I'm gonna see it. Well, I just I guess I read too many comic books growing up. I always believe in fighting the good fight. Oh hell no, no matter the odds. Well, Alfred's about to get his ass whooped. <laughs> I don't know. If I get like stabbed in a mugging, I just hope I'm wearing this shirt. What? Yeah. So. So like FX BG, he's throwing up the studio signs. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that you know if I get stabbed, it's like flip me over, get a picture. The shock monkey's on the back. Like FX BG, <laughs> I can't even do it. I tried it, but uh, I just hope I'm wearing this shirt because uh, people will say a local podcaster kill uh, stabbed trying to intervene, and then boom, all of our listeners go up. You know, this is like it'd be worth it. Uh, as long as you live, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't want to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll put the blood-stained FXBG Public Radio shirt on eBay. We're you gonna donate it. We to don't something. want him to die though, because then he's gonna. I'll be stabbed. In, in memory of him. In memory of. No, the don't man. do it. Yeah, don't do it in memoriam. I can't imagine. Like people start like pouring through my old audio. The poor bastard that has to do that. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of audio. Yeah, that's a lot of audio. That's a lot of audio. <laughs> Think I'm like, damn it, can he? You can't try that little that little shocky thing in his chest one more time. Like you can't just. Well, you'll be you'll be like, well, let's just do something out of the last couple of years. How about that, bro? Let's do. It. Think about it. Let's do a seance. Let me stop. No, They're gonna try and bring your ass back to life and don't, shit. No, don't waste your time. I'll be long gone from here. Come back, come back like spawn. Okay, so uh, let's pay the bills real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, Shock Monkey Radio and FXBG Public Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Check them out at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. They are located at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue, and they have a delivery area radius of about five miles, so apologies to our listeners in Perth. Uh, you can reach them at 540-898-5008. They are open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and on Fridays and Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and Sundays are open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free pizzas at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Damn, we should have went there. I'm getting really good at reading that. Yes, you are. What you didn't go to? You didn't go to Danny's for can lunch. We, can we? We should have went there this earlier versus where the fuck we went. I yeah. went, I went to Pie's Cookout. It's okay. Go get it like Buffalo Chicken Pizza, man. We, no. we might. We might get a discount. What's that? She said we, what was that in the background? I was just saying we heard we heard a cricket say we heard what MC was, Cricket and and basically what was going on is MC Cricket was no she. Uh, she can get a discount, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know what I'm saying? She got family to feed and everything, that type of shit. And you know, one slice would feed her and her family. You know what I'm saying? It's just one slice. She's teeny. But I guess that's very frugal of you and your family. I ain't no, I ain't no damn cricket. This ain't no bestiality over here. Uh, so yeah, um, I mentioned this earlier, but we have a Patreon. A Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash/ShockMonkeyRadio. You know, just a couple bucks a month, whatever you can give, we'd appreciate it. You'll get a lot more um, behind the paywall content, including full videos and so forth. Um, uh, maybe a couple drunken rants. I haven't checked it lately because mm. I'll sometimes do that. I'll like do a drunken rant <clears throat> or something and uh, put it over <laughs> behind the paywall. 
Well, can can I be in on that too? <laughs> can I be in on a drunken rant? I would love to. Yeah, uh, check out the Barry Sanchez show here sometimes. It's on Mixler. You can find the mix on, on Mixler slash uh, FXBG Public Radio. There's uh, the Barry Sanchez show. Okay, okay. If sure. you got if you got a high tolerance for this kind of bullshit, uh, yeah, go 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 check that out. You'll love it. Uh, we also have our to- Teespring store up. Go to teespring.com slash shockmonkey. I'm sorry. Teespring.com <laughs> slash stores slash madman lowercase. And there you can find t-shirts like this. We've got a whole bunch of uh, different types of t-shirts and sweatshirts. And we got things that say F- just FXBG Public Radio. And we got things that say Shock Monkey Radio, particularly on the back of t-shirts and sweats and stuff like that. I've made a new logo. I'm debating how good it is. Maybe I'll make a new one. I don't know. But that's what's cool about this is like I can keep adding items. We got cell phones that have like uh, FXPG Public Radio on it, little covers you know, for your cell phone. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff. So go over to teespring.com slash stores slash madman lowercase. All right. I'm hopping on that. Absolutely. Um, so you want to get into the news worth knowing? This is the second half of the show that Let's I do. Let's do it. All right. So... Um, I want to talk about the Secret Service and how uh, how they suck at their job. Oh, shit. All right, volume all the way down. Okay. Uh, Secret Service under fire after agent testifies the agency inserted malicious thumb drive into a computer. Uh, okay, so they had this malicious fun, uh, thumb drive. They found it in the possession of a Chinese woman who was arrested at Pre- uh, President Trump's Mar-a-Lago club last month. Uh, and they plugged it into an agency computer, and then it began installing unwanted files. Oh, yeah, Monday's revelation about Embattled Protection Unit came uh, the same day as its director, Randolph Allais, was reported to have been ousted as part of a larger shakeup of the Department of Homeland Security, the government arm of the Secret Service reports. Uh, I'm going to skip to this. Uh, anyway, this uh, the woman who was arrested at the Mar-a-Lago uh, had $8,000 in U.S. and Chinese currency in her hotel room. Uh, she also had a signal detector meant to spot hidden cameras, a federal prosecutor in Florida said on Monday. Uh, she's, she also had in possession four cell phones, an external hard drive, and a thumb drive with computer malware loaded into it. Um, the malicious thumb drive proved to be, proved to, this is a one sentence, the malicious thumb drive proved to be a particularly troubling piece of evidence. Secret Service agent Samuel Ivanovich testified in court that another agent inserted a thumb drive into his computer in in an effort to analyze it, prompting the drive to install files without the agent's consent and corrupt other files on the computer. That was something that's never happened before, Ivanovich told the judge, adding the agent, who was not identified, (laughs) save face, uh, then shut down the computer to avoid further damage. Security experts scolded the Secret Service for failing to follow one of the very first rules of cybersecurity. Sounds like an agent was trying to track case of the cyber team. Wait, trying to crack the case before the cyber team got there. Eric O'Neill, former FBI surveillance expert, tweeted. Here is a quote from Chris Wissopal, chief technology officer at Veracode, who said, quote, you don't put an unknown USB into your computer. That's common sense. That's all the training everyone gets, even in your dumb corporate training. You even tell your mom that. That's common sense. I love that quote. What's up, Hill Hippie? What's up? Uh, we got this under control. That means we don't really need you, you prima donna ass. Oh, damn. Have you been listening to the show? No. Okay, well, you'll be mad at me in like the first five minutes. <laughs> there goes all the publicity I've been doing for you. Fuck it now. <laughs> Fuck it now. <laughs> You got Plan. two plugs in the last show alone. You sure you like that? Then you're on. I'm just playing. We just no, playing. <laughs> we just playing. <laughs> we just playing. <laughs> well, he like seriously. He he like texted me like right after you texted me and said you're not gonna be able to make it. So I was like, awesome. Right on. Now I don't have to make more notes. Oh shit! Yeah, I was I was ready. So why don't you relax and. You want to get on the show? You have something yeah, pressing for Hill, Hill Hippie's Garden? Nothing pressing for the garden. Okay. If you don't want me, I won't sit down. If you want me, I will. I don't want to move any cameras around. Just because I have to be on camera. I have off work. I don't need my face. Right. <laughs> well, you want to sit down? <laughs> sit well, you know what? Hey, let's do this. Hey, tap her down. 
Let's do this. Yeah, we only got a few more stories. About 20 minutes more to go. <laughs> I don't buy this list. I think MC Cricket wants to say hi. Oh, she want to get on the mic? She's I think No, 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 no. I think she wants to say hi, though. You got, you got to say hi to MC Cricket. She feels threatened when you don't say hi. Oh, is that MC Cricket here? <laughs> yeah. I'm not hearing nothing. Hello? <laughs> that, that, that was MC Cricket I was just talking to you. I didn't say... I, Said didn't say hi, but I did say I don't bite. So that's uh, you didn't ups, you didn't upset her now. Like she she said, "God damn it!" Like you got her standing there like a little side bitch now. Like now she's upset. Do you want me to bite? Is that the problem? You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm accommodating. You just gotta let me know. We got safe words we can put in place. You know? <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, the Secret Service are idiots for this one. That was just common sense, bro. Absolutely. Don't put things where they don't belong. Indeed. Yeah. So um, I'm going to read the headline, and then I'm going to read my reaction to the headline when I first read it. Gotcha. Monty Python comedian Eric Idle's home evacuated after white powder was found in suspicious letter. My reaction was, holy shit, Eric Idle's alive? Go ahead. Get out. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. That guy's a musical genius. Um, yeah, famed comedic actor Eric Idle and his family are reportedly safe after, after opening a suspicious package at their Los Angeles home, which contained a white powdery substance. Police and firefighters call, uh, were called to the 76-year-old Monty Python star's home on the... Th this is what's crazy. They give the, where you can find him. The 3100 block of Floyd Drive Monday evening. Oh, wow. That's well. not that smart. Uh, someone in the residence uh, reportedly opened a piece of mail and noticed a white substance spill out of its envelope. Here she called the authorities who quickly evacuated the home and checked the scene for hazardous materials. Uh, fortunately, LA Fire Department told Fox News the substance was tested and found not to be hazardous. It's unclear at this time what the substance actually was. Uh, LAFD said the two females were taken to the hospital just as a uh, precaution, but there were no injuries. Uh, yeah. Well, if they were going after the anthrax concept, then there would be no immediate response. They wouldn't show. Hey, I am so sorry. It's better. <laughs> I am so sorry. Now I can turn my headphones back down. I wasn't even sure if I was showing up or not. Nobody loves me. I am so sorry, bro. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but but uh, again, if it was anthrax, you know, going back to the anthrax scares of the uh, early aughts, yeah. you know, there would be no immediate signs. What's the better take from this is that these females didn't see this white powder pour out of it and go, oh shit, and start making rails. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd probably you know. I think I think how I got in that envelope. I, I feel like DMX sent it. I feel like it was DMX. You know, I guess just the way his voice goes is like, I wouldn't doubt if he just like put that shit in a water bottle, shook it up, and drank it before every music video. You know what I mean? Well, Anthrax or oh yeah, okay. Uh, have you heard DMX's voice? No. Oh my god, you need to. Why? Because it's trifling as hell. Like literally, this. If it's trifling, what the fuck do I need to hear? Because it's fun. <laughs> it's just funny and trifling shit. Okay. <laughs> and when I hear it, and I'm, if I don't like it, I'm going to blame you for wasting however many seconds of my life. I will give you five dollars if you hate it. <laughs> I'll give you five. I, I already hate it. Oh hell no! no you know. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, let's move on to the next story. Uh, a three-year-old. This this is probably the funniest thing I've read in about the last two years. Uh, a three-year-old disables. Uh, their dad's iPad for 25 million minutes, or nearly half a century. DC-based journalist has apparently been locked out of his iPad for more than 25 million minutes after his three-year-old son tried to use it without the correct password, according to a screen grab shared on his Twitter page. Quote, uh, it looks fake, but alas, it's our iPad today after a three-year-old uh, tried repeatedly to unlock. Ideas? Question mark? <laughs> I read the tweet from New Yorker writer... Uh, Evan Osnos on so Saturday. The tweet included a screen, screen grab of his disabled iPad, uh, which recommended he try accessing again in 25,536,442 minutes, which is 48 and a half years. One Twitter user joked that he ought to reboot his three-year-old son or time travel. <laughs> Others offered helpful resources and tips to solve the problem. Per Apple's guidelines... Users experiencing the problem are advised to restore and update their settings through iTunes. Any idea that any data that's not backed up, however, will be ir irretrievably lost. Mm -hmm. On Monday, Osnos told the New York Daily News he was still locked out 
Although the time had gone down a few hundred minutes. Looks like I've got 25 more million minutes to go. <laughs> That's, that'll piss me off. Right. I mean, how tenacious is this three-year-old, though? He wanted to play that game. Yeah. He wanted to end, didn't he? <laughs> it was determined. That's, That's determination. three-year-old. That's determination right dude, there, man. And, dude, man, that thing's going to be way obsolete by the time you get it back. You might as well just give up. Right? <laughs> right? You sell it to that damn machine up in Walmart or something, man. That's, that's, all you, that's all you can't do. No one's going to want that shit. No. By the time that unlocks, you can send it back to yourself in time. Now, here's what the real problem is. I'm not going to blame the three-year-old. I'm not going to blame the parent for not watching their three-year-old as he locked him out of this computer. I'm going to blame the programmers at Apple for making a lockout that just continually added That's time. time. When it, yeah. There should have been like a max time of like an hour lockout. And then you could try again. But... To go up for forty eight fucking years. Hour is a little yeah, too, that's fucked yeah. up. An hour is a little too short, but I mean, like if it, like a maximum time of like a week, you know, a week. I mean, for real. But if, that, but fifty years. Yeah. You should be able to call the. You should be able to call the programmers. And everything else. You should be able to call them so they can unlock it from where they're at themselves. They should be able to do that. If it's that there, technological. There's a, there's a back door. Yeah, it I, should be. They just don't like to give that information out. Well, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. That's what Apple's doing right now. Though, yeah. With them. All right. Um, so next story. Condom brand releases consent packs that require four hands to open. Uh, this is a condom brand from Argentina, and it's highlighting the issue of sexual consent with a packaging that requires four hands to open. Tulipan, Argentina, recently de- debuted the consent packs featuring a series of circles spread out along its four, four outer edges which all need to be depressed at the same time in order to open the box. The packages are also printed with a message that could be read as uh, consented pleasure or pleasure with sense. I, I, don't, I can't speak Portuguese. That's, that's nonsense. <laughs> or is that? No, that's Spanish, right? Portuguese is a different language. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suck at Spanish. Placer cons... It doesn't matter. Uh, consented <laughs> pleasure or pleasure with sense. Uh, Tulipan has always spoken of safe pleasure, but for this campaign, we understood that we had to talk about the most important thing in every sexual relationship. Pleasure is possible only if you give your consent first, said the spokesman for BBDO Argentina, the ad agency that created the design. Uh, the, the brand has also been spreading the word about its consent packs on social media, sharing photos and videos of the design, along with captions reading, only if there's consent, there is pleasure. If it is a yes, it's a no. Okay, here's my first question. How big is the stupid box on this thing to where four hands are required? <laughs> Take a look here. There's, I bet you. I bet there's you. two hands. Now put up two more hands here. That's a lot of the space that's going to be required because this, I, there's this some pretty I, good grip here. I, this is what I'm gotta seeing. It's got to be wider than your head. I'm, this yeah. is what I'm seeing. It's like here. It's about that big square. So I think it is possible if you use a wall or anything. You know, just open. two hands, you should yeah, be able just, to do this. But, well, here's the point. Um, do rapists use condoms? No. Uh, here's the other point. <laughs> Wait, Cons- what? Consent can be changed after the condom, bo- uh, condom has been opened. All of a sudden, oh, shit just got real. No, I'm out. Wait. Just because the box has been opened doesn't mean consent lasts. I, <laughs> I hope rapists use condoms. They- yeah, I pissed off a girl and said, get out, get out. Of me out of my house. Yeah, that was that was a direct quote, by the way. I well, don't doubt that. I mean, I, I I've had occasions like that when when I didn't want to touch it when she pulled her pants down. You know? Yeah, you we got if we got if it looks like wool or you know, if it smells like it a, feels like if, what? it uh, fails the dip test. Yeah, like if it if it smells like sorry, Rico. sorry MC Cricket. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I forgot she's back here. I feel bad. Oh, she cussed you out, man. She cussed was, you out bad. That was she, bad and crazy. That was fucking bad, yeah. Wait. I said I'm sorry. Get over it. So, uh... Oh, man. So, can dogs be Nazis? Yeah. Really? You ever say, give me Paul? No. Tell a dog, give you Paul. He'd be just like this. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> that seems more Stalinist. I'm, I'm just saying, I, 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 I like Nazis. What? I'm playing. <laughs> <But still. laughs> no, I was, I, was, I was just wondering if you knew what you said. Oh, no, no, no. 
You know, you, you know, uh, my cousin told me just because I found out that I have German in me, ever since it, it was from eighth grade to eleventh grade, if I got extra mad at something, he called me a Nazi. That it used to piss me off. Yeah, but, imagine. Yeah, it, it pissed me off real bad. But he would say it in front of like big groups of people, so I was a little embarrassed too. So I didn't know what the hell to say. I just, you know, I, I could joke all day, but once he said that, I'm like, okay, well, you know what, let me walk well, I mean, fuck back <laughs> into school. You know what I'm saying? I got German in me too, but I mean, I'm that average white guy mud. You know, I got a little German, a little French, a little English. I got, you know, as Italian. Far, as far as dogs go, chihuahuas are all Nazis. You those, little, those little motherfuckers are trying to take over everything. They'll attack anything. doesn't matter how big. They don't care. That's true. Oh, no, I think that, but I don't think that necessarily makes you a fascist or even a national socialist. Yeah, yeah. The, but just they're trying to take everything else out that's not them. I've seen chihuahuas that lived in different houses attack other dogs in tandem, and they would get along. But so if, if dogs were Nazis... So that like Chihuahuas would be like the SS. Yeah, they would be like they would consider themselves to be the quote unquote master race, and they're trying to take the out true Aryans. Right, they're trying to take out the humans. They're trying to take out the German shepherds. They're trying to take out the <laughs> cocker spaniel girls. I oh, don't forget the pugs. That would be the no other one likes them. Group is the German shepherds. Don't forget. We are the clearly pugs. the true Aryans. Right. <laughs> they they'll probably keep the pit bulls with bodyguards. I I feel. I think the British bulldogs. Oh, fuck them. Nah, I love them. <laughs> I, love them. I love them, but they they have to get rid of the pugs. That, no, they're, they're like bitch-made bulldogs. Like, I, I, I can't do them. They're yeah. like the teacup yeah. pig of the dog world. Yeah, the Axis, the <laughs> yeah, the axis were, yeah, they were against China, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it, you know what I'm saying? But I, I would probably, I would probably think they're more of a, the cartel, more of the, I, I've met a chihuahua that reminds me of Pablo Escobar. So, <laughs> I. Why, was he smoking a cigar? Yes, he was. He was. Nice. Sunglasses. He was. wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Uh, the only reason I I bring up this subject is because I'm now I'm kind of interested because I'm I'm of the opinion that dogs can't be Nazis. What? It's a very complex uh, political ideation that dogs can't process. But they may not understand the socio-economical concept of the side of uh, the Nazi party. But you could train a dog to behave like a Nazi. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fucking, you can train a dog to do anything you want. Yeah. Cats now. Cats are just Nazis altogether, anyways. Nah, they, they, they're like ninjas. That's actually a little better, you know. You, like you never hear them little bastards coming. They're, they're 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 like they like holding up in the valley. They're, they're, you know, keeping everybody out, murdering them, and then they're the, the Japanese kamikaze oh pilots because you don't see them coming. All of a sudden, whap! Attack full in force. They don't give a. Shit. They're just flying at you. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Like when you pass, like. I go to my aunt's house and like the cat's under under the sofa and the minute you pass it's fucking up your feet like just trying to I'm like get the fuck off me like I literally jump sometimes man look cats are always at fucks equal zero always, <laughs> always. fucks equal negative three they have no feelings they have no feelings it's like every cat I feel like every cat has the mindset of a pit bull they have feelings they, they have, have no, they have no empathy well yeah dogs have empathy some of, yeah all right. The only reason I'm bringing this up, and now I'm curious because I want to read this article to you, because a Florida sheriff, uh, his office bloodhound, was renamed from Rommel to Scout after complaints about Nazi connotations. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was renamed after the office got complaints about the dog uh, and who shared a name with the general who served off to, under Adolf Hitler. Uh, announcing the news in its newest pal, <laughs> of its newest pal on Friday, Lake County Sheriff's Office uh, welcomed young Rommel on Twitter. Uh, he is a 10-week-old liver-colored bloodhound now assigned to the master deputy. Here it is. Minchel. <laughs> There's the issue. There's the issue. There's the issue. This is my jumping dog, Rommel. Mm-hmm. It's a bloodhound, man. It's, it's English, if anything. <laughs> uh, the, the department wrote, uh, Rommel will soon begin his rigorous training and support the community by killing the Jews. <laughs> We're going to train to hunt the Jews. Hunt the Jews. I'm kidding, no. And it'll right. sit in the car with Eva. It's a very, oh, yeah, no. it's a very, it's a very benign. Say the dog's just the dog's name is Rommel, and the the guy who's training him is. It's coincidence. Is a, yeah, it's yeah. a German name. However, some of the followers of the sheriff's office who follows the sheriff's office on Twitter. Wait, Sorry, they have a Twitter? Smart criminals. Wait, I they have imagine. a Twitter? 
Yeah, most law enforcement agencies have like social media now. Okay. Yeah, and they're trolling people on there. Yeah, go back to some of yeah, our previous episodes. We talk about yeah. that quite a bit. Oh hell, man! I, I don't have a I I have a Twitter, but I haven't used it in maybe right. like years. Like I don't f Twitter. Uh, however, some followers of the sheriff's office soon connected the dog's name to Erwin Rommel, smart cookies, mm. a senior officer in the German army who made history. I mean, let's be honest, he was a uh, a legend. As evil as that regime is, is like you need to know. That's why I'm not into tearing down statues of racist rednecks. I'm not into that because we need to know. It's like how, to forget your to, past is to, you're doomed yeah, to repeat it. Doomed to repeat it, exactly. And so you get a bunch of these Twitter, uh, <laughs> Twitter things. Really, that poor pup. One Twitter user wrote, "Congratulations, you Nazified that poor dog." It. And what's the name again? Rommel. They changed it to Scout. Why couldn't they name him Snuggles or something? I don't know. Because a police dog named Snuggles does not instill fear in the hearts of the criminals. Oh, yeah. It'll instill, it'll instill it. Snuggles, <laughs> sick them. Think about it, but like that's the fun. That's the ironic part. Like, bro, like if you say, "Oh yeah, I'm about to get, I'm about to send Snuggles on you," they gonna be like, "Who? That's a bitch made dog." But then you got to think about it, like, if he's gonna sick this bitch made dog, and maybe he's not bitch made at all. Maybe he just got a soft ass name. This nigga's probably big as shit. Yeah, but I'm gonna sick Rommel on you. That's scary. Yeah, that's scary. You ain't gonna sit that's there and an think. That's an intimidating name. You ain't gonna sit there and think for a half a second. You're gonna fuck take off. Now, fuck this. I'm out. Well, scout. I mean, Rommel is a scary ass name. He sounds ugly though. He's a bloodhound. He's fucking ugly then. Yeah. <laughs> bloodhound. Yeah. Um. Of course. Stop it. You're gonna make me cry. Uh. <laughs> Of course, there are other users who said it's absurd that the department felt the need to change the name of a dog. Cause I, can, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Just because a couple people complain. So what should we do? Forget the entire German people. Forget the entire German language. Scrap all German names because of one mis- uh, mistake that the country made following this one well, stupid idiot. That's what I mean. No. It's... Remember the past and just move forward. That's what I mean. It's like, what does Germany do? Well... They, they sure don't use our names. Well, when they do, we're taking up the English language. We're scrapping the German language, and now we are uh, we are now known as the nation of sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Stan. I'm sorry, Stan. <laughs> we fucked up, but I mean that's the whole point: is that you are not the generation that fucked up, right? Um, and we, we need to we need to look at it that way. You know, it's like fight real Nazis. So there's this bit that. Uh, uh, Gavin McDennis. I'm going to skip the Superbook story because I want to talk about this uh, bit that uh, Gavin McDen- Gavin McInnes did, where it's like all these protesters are coming up saying, you know, it's like, oh, you know, he's Republican, he's racist, he's a KKK, you know, he's sexist, and so forth. And he comes out there on stage, and he comes out, and uh, all these protesters are there. They're protesting, and he gets the mic, and he comes up, and he's like, "There's three problems in our country today." <laughs> And that is the Muslim, the Negro, and the Jew. And everyone's just jaws <laughs> dropped. And it's like, oh, my God, he really said it. And the whole, and then he explained, it's, I'm joking. The point is, is that you're all calling me these things like, you know, racist, Nazi, and stuff like that. Then mm-hmm. if, if the KKK actually rode down the street on their horses in robes, you people would shit yourselves. You know, you're looking at people who are normal, everyday people who are not out there wearing robes and riding horses and holding signs that burning say crosses. Horrible, yeah, that say these horrible, horrible things from a bygone era. Those people don't exist anymore, really. But if they really rolled down the street in their full regalia, you would shit yourselves. Uh, well, they kind of—they're not, they're not really doing that much anymore. Not like that, but like the what, last incident with Charlottesville. Right. I was going to say there's oh, those did. assholes are still out there. Yeah. Don't though. Don't, don't beat around the boot about it. those motherfuckers are still out there. They're, they're just—they're not, not wearing the uniforms. They're fucking anymore. pansies. They're yeah. not showing their faces that much unless they've got you know the whole concept of pussies travels in packs. I think unless they've got a big enough pack, they're not going to show themselves and let them know uh, other people know. Uh, yeah, this is how I really think. This is how I really feel. Otherwise, they're going to get the holy yeah. living shit kicked out of yeah, them. Yeah, they're like Antifa. Uh, I think it'll <laughs> probably like... I bet they love that one. Right? It'll probably depend on the neighborhood they ride in. I think, I think it would depend on different places you ride well, I'll in. tell you where racists don't hang out. Downtown Chicago in the middle of winter. Nope. Jesse oh. Smollett. 
Anyway, we're what the? That's a whole different argument. We can argue <laughs> off the out. air. We're at the one hour mark here on Shock Monkey Radio. Like I said, check us out over on Patreon slash Shock Monkey Radio. Please help us out. Um, also, check me out on YouTube. I'm on the Madman Lowercase. Ace Bully is on, Ace, Ace, Bull. Ace Bully on <laughs> YouTube. And Hill Hippie is Hill Hippie. Yes. I omitted the the. There you go. <laughs> so I'm the Madman, and I'm clearly on top of it, and I love you. Who are you guys? Uh, I'm Tizzy with Tizzy Thoughts. And I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. And who's that? Is that MC Cricket? Yep. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, good night. MC Cricket. Watch your mouth, Cricket. Ha, ha, ha.